I'm Joe Beachboard. And I'm Dr. Dennis Davis. And this is the very first episode of Workplace Strategies Update. It's a real pleasure to have the chance to work with you again. It's good to get started up again, Joe. Yeah, another Workplace Strategies program Coming is on the way. Really quickly. You know, it's going to be very different than last year. Very different. Very different. Yeah, first time ever we had to do the program virtually. Yeah, kind of working our way back toward live things these days. Yeah. This year, we're going to try the hybrid version. Yes. yes. So we'll have approximately 300, 350 people live. And we'll have who knows how many, maybe a, a, a team of thousands. I'll be there. Out there watching us uh, virtually. Now, of course, we did uh, have to make some adjustments on the program location and date. Yes. Where is it going to be held? It's now going to be held in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. And, and what are the dates again? Yeah, we moved from early May to June the 23rd to June the 25th. Hmm. And the schedule is going to be a little tighter. You know, we're going to start a little later on Wednesday, and we're going to end a little earlier on Friday. No programming on Saturday, but we're still going to have over 40 sessions to present to better, our audience. Better see if I can make it. <laughs> well, I hope you have it in the calendar already. <laughs> if you're going to co-host, you better, you better be there. I have it in. Well, good. Well, good. You know, um, last year we had these fun videos that yes. we did, right? Not, not a lot of substance. Fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, I I thought they were especially substantive, but that's just me. What what part was substantive that we of those? The part where Joe Cleese had the the meat and cheese all over. That was his, it, and the big dog chasing him. The yes, big dog chasing. Yes. Okay, well yes. that's maybe a different view of uh, substantive than I have. I would call that maybe perhaps more playful. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it. Playful. So, uh, but we thought that uh, this year we would try to lead into the program with some more substantive discussions on the topics of the day in the employment law arena, and also preview some of the, uh, some of the topics and some of the speakers that we're going to have at, at the program. Matter of fact, we have a very interesting speaker that will be coming up next week. And who is that going to be? Well, that is Cheryl Stanton. Okay. Now, Cheryl Stanton is a former shareholder at Ogletree Deacons and also is the immediate past wage and hour administrator at the U.S. Department of Labor. Anybody other than me wondering what the heck that is? Hey, that's a very important role. I believe it, but it sounds kind of iffy. Well, if you want, you could ask her what it is she does. You better believe I'm going to. Okay. All right. I'm sure she will come up with a, with a good answer. So um, we want to have substance. That's our first primary point, right? Well, what, else, what else should this be? Well, we, we need to make sure that we include swag. Swag. So swag. Swag. Okay. We usually have swag. What kind of swag did you have in mind? People like to get stuff. I'm thinking new cars. <laughs> I don't think we're you gonna... get a car. You get a car. You get a car. I don't. I don't think. I got an idea. Someone reaches out of their seat and they pull up. I got a new car. I think that was somebody else's idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think Matt Keen is going to approve uh, uh, new cars. Will you, will you check on that? I I, I can ask. Okay. I will. I will tell him it was your idea. Okay. But that's uh, fine. I think you're more likely to get something like these Ogletree Deacons pins. Ah, uh, well, all right, fair enough. So we have substance, we have swag, maybe wine? Well, you know, we both enjoy wine. Yes, we do. And wine has been a theme in a lot of our prior videos. It has been. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Maybe each week uh, we could talk about a bottle that we have each enjoyed 
and perhaps we could figure out a way to give a bottle of one of those two wines to one of the members of the audience. Swag, or better yet, competition. Competition. We yes. have to create some type of competition uh, so that people can compete for prizes. Well, and we could, it could be the people compete, or it could be you and I compete. Well, that would be no fun, Joe, beating you every week. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't have to send any wine. But see, we could have that comp competition between ourselves. That's true. So we have swag, yeah. we have substance, swag, wine, and competition. SSWC. I like it. Yeah, what, what could that stand for? I don't know, but I like it. Maybe, maybe, maybe if one of you has an idea as to what SSWC stands for, we will pick our favorite and, and Dennis will send you a bottle of wine. Competition. I like it. I like it. I like it. At least right. it's not a new car. You just have to send a bottle of wine. Fair enough. In addition to that, what we think we'll do is uh, work in some trivia into these uh, presentations as well. I think that would be good. All right. I think Perfect. that would be good. So uh, we've got a lot to look forward with this uh, series coming up here. And this is just kind of a... a Opportunity for us to preview a little bit uh, our vision yes. for the for the program, and if you have particular interests or ideas, please pass them along to us. But I would like, if if we may, to do a little substance, right? I mean, we should do a little. That's our number one goal. That's our number one. That is the S in SSWC. S in the SSWC. It is indeed. So um, you know, uh, we have a lot of lawyers at Ogletree Deacons. We only have one occupational psychologist. Hmm. Who might that yeah, be? I don't know. Yeah. Um, seems like about the right <laughs> number to me. Uh, one to a thousand. Yeah. But, uh, but it, you mean if we talk, mind if we talk a little about a little psychology? Let's do. Let's do. Because Let's do. we'll have lots of time to talk about legal issues. And yes. we're going to bring in legal guests like Cheryl Stanton next mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have that opportunity. But, you know, I, I was sort of thinking this morning, actually, as I was reading about some of the issues of the day. And obviously, everybody is still thinking about COVID and pandemic. But, you know, we're starting to think about return to work. Yes. Uh, we're starting to think about how vaccinations might impact how we think mm -hmm. about um, return to work. To work. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, it might be interesting to talk with you a little bit about some of the human relations or psychological issues in that particular area that our audience, you know, most of whom are HR directors at large organizations, yes. uh, the issues that they might might be interested in. I am up for that. Well, the thing that I think really got me thinking about it this morning was there was a survey that was released by the Society for Human Resource Management. SHRM, another what? acronym. Yeah, well, I keep forgetting. Is it SHRM or is it SHRM? It's SHRM in my book. Yeah, I think they were calling themselves SHRM. Okay. But maybe we could fact check that. All right, fair enough. Along the way, we can try. Well, anyways, the survey caught my attention. And the survey said that, that in my mind, I'm going to use the word only, but maybe that's the wrong word. Only 60% of the population said that they are either going to get the vaccine or are likely to get the vaccine. You know, that does that surprise you? Does that number surprise you? It does not surprise me. Okay. Okay. It does not surprise me. So, but if you're an owner of a business or mm -hmm. you're the HR director of a business, so mm -hmm. now you've got people who have been vaccinated mm -hmm. and you've got people who have not been vaccinated mm -hmm. and you arguably may have both of those groups mm -hmm. in the same workplace. Mm -hmm. Does that stand to divide? 
folks. Like, I, if I've been vaccinated, yeah. and I and I believe that uh, that others should be vaccinated, am, am I not going to feel differently to towards my coworker who has not been vaccinated? Absolutely. But I want to back it up even before that. I want to talk about sixty percent of the population say that they're likely to get vaccinated. That means that forty percent thereabouts say, you know what, I'm not sure, or I'm thinking no. What's that about? Think about this. Our employees have been sitting home, many, for the better part of a year now, getting all sorts of mixed messages. Social distance, don't social distance. Wear the mask, don't wear the mask. Wear two masks. Uh, Take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. You're up for the vaccine. The vaccine's out, but you ain't getting it. All kinds of mixed messages. And so I'm not surprised that uh, 40% aren't quite sure what they're going to do. Uh, That's number one. But number two, to your point, to your question, yeah, there's a potential for all sorts of things. Bullying. Uh, I'm not working next to that misinformed, uninformed idiot who has decided not to take uh, the, the vaccine. So there is a potential for bullying and teasing and taunting people for being anti-science and all kinds of other things. Uh, once I find out that I have a colleague who has decided not to take the vaccine. Well, I, and maybe, maybe HR has had some experience with this because we just came through a very uh, divisive political period, right, where, you know, I don't want to work next to a person who voted this way or who voted that way. But I mean, is it going to be, is it, is it similar? I mean, is that the same kind of emotions and reactions and feelings that we're going to be dealing with? Well, that's going to be similar, but I think even more so with the whole question of taking the vaccine or not taking the vaccine. After all, how you voted versus how I voted, for the most part, I don't see as life and death Uh, I see that as, I don't like you because of what you did. But this, I might be able to convince myself that my life uh, possibly is being jeopardized because of a decision that you made. I think that's going to be exponentially more complicated uh, and more emotionally charged than even the politics you've been dealing with recently. I don't think you've been at some of my family dinners. You don't know the life and death of how you voted. Uh, So uh, (laughs) it's possible. Fair enough, fair Uh, enough. You know, it's... uh, it's quite a big issue. But so it, are there um, strategies yes. for how you manage it? I guess probably similar to how you manage the other strategies associated with potential bullying or harassing. I think that it's going to be a wonderful time to remind people, our employees, of our various policies and procedures and the way we do business. That we uh, have a culture, uh, our work culture is founded on respect and dignity. Uh, I think that's part one. I think part two is education. I think that we expose people to the information, the data uh, around vaccinations, and I think some of them will likely uh, change their minds. But but I think information and education is going to be really, really important, in addition to emphasizing our culture. Hmm. So, um, interesting, I guess it's probably more of a legal question, is that uh, individuals who don't take the vaccine, or maybe even individuals who do, does that create protected categories? I, I think, Joe, that that is potentially a legal question. So let me ask you, uh, when you have those people who decide not to take the vaccine, is that going to be a, 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 a protected class? And uh, might there be a cause of action if I cheat you, yeah. I taunt you, I, I tell you, you can't work here? I think that's what a lot of people are worried about, right? I think there's um, a ways for us to go to be able to know for sure what the answer to that is, which is why I think generally the conservative advice has been, you know, look for opportunity to reasonably accommodate people who have... Um, 
medical conditions, maybe religious beliefs, other situations that might be why they didn't take the vaccine or why they're not willing to take the vaccine and, and trying to reasonably accommodate those individuals. But I think if you get one of these situations where it's just, I'm not going to take it, you did take it, I'm not going to take it, um, you know, I don't know that that's a protected category, but it is something you probably have to address, right, in the workplace? I imagine you're going to have to address it. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you do that? How do you, you know, take, you got a group over here that feels one way, a group over here that feels the other way, and, and how do you get them to play nice together? Well, I think a lot of what we've done, many of us in the workplace, around the whole issue of political affiliation, turn down the temperature. So let's turn down the temperature first. Let's not name call. Let's not put each other down. Let's see if we can't understand each other, can't understand how people come to their individual decisions. I think that's going to be piece number one, turning down the temperature. And piece number two, again, as I mentioned, education uh, about what some of the facts are, why people uh, make the decisions, how people make the decisions that they make. That's going to be a big factor in all this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me turn to the second part of the uh, survey that was perhaps even more eye-opening to me, which was according, again, to SHRM or SHRM, whichever one uh, you prefer, uh, the survey also found that approximately 30% of all working individuals in the United States, approximately 30% said they were willing to lose their job if their employer required them to be vaccinated. Does that number surprise you? That does surprise me. That that's a, uh, fire me if you like, but I'm not coming to work. That that actually does surprise me. And yet, I suspect some of that's bluster. Uh, I suspect some of that as well. Uh, we haven't come to a place yet where I have to make the decision to work or to go home. So a lot of that's bluster. I suspect. Kind of. Uh, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. This is still a free country, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that number will come down over time? Like maybe as more people get vaccinated and people become more comfortable with it? Well, that yeah, if I were betting, I would say, yeah, the number's going to come down. One of the things that I've been seeing a lot of lately, and I really like it when I see it, uh, and you've all seen this as well, where some leader, it might be a political leader, it could be a, a business leader, industry leader, uh, goes on camera, rolls up his or her sleeve, sits down and takes the vaccination. And you know what? When I see that, I go, yeah, that's good. You know, there are a lot of reasons why certain communities are maybe skeptical about taking the vaccine. And uh, what I'll tell you is when I see leaders, industry leaders sitting down, rolling up their sleeves, the message is, okay, you know what? I'm doing this. I've decided it's okay. Maybe it's okay for you as well. I think people do pay attention to that. Yeah. Uh, in other words, if I take it, I'm going to be a guinea pig. But if that person there, that really important person takes it, no one's going to be doing any experiment on that individual. So it must be okay. That's an important message. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, um, you know, there, there's a battle for talent, right? And because we all understand how important our employees are. And if we have the risk of 30% of our employees saying, you can fire me before I'll take that vaccine. Yeah. You know, um, what what you have suggestions or ideas for how you can either manage that situation or communicate with the employees? Is, I mean, is it is it is there a communication strategy, or is it just patience? Is it uh, how how do you deal with it? Yes, Joe, all of the above. Yeah. It's going to start with patience. Uh, if you go back to one of the things I said a moment ago, is let's remember what our employees have been uh, being fed this last almost a year. 
lots of mixed messages. And sometimes they don't know if they're coming or going. So some patience is going to be required. Uh, some education is going to be required. Uh, you mentioned earlier trying as best as possible to reasonably accommodate people. All of these are going to be factors in how we ultimately reserve this because, uh, resolve this because, as you said, we don't want to lose 30% of our talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be devastating. Devastating. For a, a, lot, a lot, of, lot of companies as they, as they try to come back. Well, um, Dennis, I think that's probably about all we have time for today. We always want to keep these relevant and relatively short. Yes. Uh, don't forget, next week, Cheryl Stanton, yeah. former Wage and Hour Administrator, uh, U.S. Department of Labor, and former Ogletree Deacons uh, shareholder. She will be here. She will explain what that role does. It's, She's going it's, to have to. It's, it's, very, it's very important. Well, Dennis, anything um, you want to wrap up with? Well, I guess we got to remind everybody about what the principles are of this podcast, right? SSWC, which stand for? Substance. Swag. Wine and competition. I'll have to work out that competition part. I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think I have some ideas that I could compete with you on. Fair enough. So Fair we'll enough. take a look at that. Indeed. Well, we hope you'll join us every week to hear a little bit more about what's happening in the world of employment law and occupational psychology, um, and also what's happening at Workplace Strategies, and when we bring in some special guests as well. So thank you for joining us, Dennis. Thank you as always for. Good to see you, Joe. Being here. See you, everybody. All take well. I'm Joe Beachboard. And I'm Dr. Dennis Davis. And this has been Workplace Strategies Update.